grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the epistle reading from 1 Peter 2. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, Amen. welcome to Shepherd Sunday. We're going to get real deep, real fast. PD in our epistle reading this morning uh, gets us asking a toughy question. Ready or not, here it comes. How is suffering, that's not fair, a gracious thing for us to bear? How is suffering, that's not fair, a gracious thing for us to bear? This is the very question that was racing through my mind earlier this week when I read these words from Petey's pen, 1 Peter 2.19. For this is a gracious thing, when mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. How can gracious thing and suffering unjustly coexist? Come on, Petey! This is no way for you to sell Christianity. Are you trying to empty the pews, close the congregations, drive the church into the ground? Come on, Petey. I have some names of some PR firms you might want to check out. They can help you with this message, make it a bit more positive. What do you say? Uh, yeah, what does Petey say? Pastor Peter. Uh, over my dead body. Yeah. Quit sending me names of PR firms. I don't want them. I don't need them. I meant what I said. Oh, he, he, he did mean it. He actually doubles down on what he said. He doubles down on his message. 1 Peter 2.20 For what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure? This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. Now we get this first part, don't we? If you commit a crime, you're going to do some time. That's fair. Justice served, delivered. Now we know there are words and deeds that we can say and do that are not against the laws of this land, but they still have consequences. Treating people poorly has consequences. There's a high cost for hurtful, harmful, hateful words and works, loss of relationships, loss of revenue, loss of reputation, loss of respect. We get that. We understand that. But what about suffering for the good we do? How about that? Suffering for what pleases the Father. It's right and good. We are faithful for many years. We give honest work to a company. And then that company says thank you by letting us go. Not fair. 
We do for the boss, you know, what he says to do and more, but the boss never says thank you. The boss isn't appreciative. The boss is just a big, fat meanie. Not fair. We come to church. We read our Bibles. We pray. We even go to Bible study. But then we get the dreaded diagnosis. Not fair. We raise our children in the faith. We teach them about Jesus, but now the kiddos don't seem to have any need for him. Not fair. We try to keep peace in the family, but we are verbally and emotionally bruised, beaten, bloodied. We help a loved one. Oh, not fair. Not fair. We help a loved one who is sick. And all we get in return, nitpicking, nagging, not fair. How can that be gracious? How can all those things be a gracious thing? It's a gracious thing to suffer. It's a gracious thing to bear all the suffering that's not fair because this is the example our shepherd wants us to share. Petey, in our epistle reading, not surprisingly, points us to Jesus, the Christ, the shepherd of your soul and mine, as we suffer all that's not fair. We have good company, dear friends. Someone understands, totally gets suffering. That's not fair. Listen to Petey. 1 Peter 2.21 For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. Did you hear Petey? For to this... You have been called. Who has called you and me to suffer all that's not fair? To suffer for doing what's good and right and pleasing to the Father? Not the devil and his demons. But God, our Heavenly Father, has called you and called me to suffer. To suffer others' ingratitude insults, injustice for doing good in the home, at work, in school, in this congregation, in the neighborhood. Are you picking up what Petey is putting down? He's telling us straight up that we are to receive the suffering for all that's not fair. As though it comes from the hand of our gracious Father. Because it does. It's not an accident. It's not a cosmic hiccup. No mistake, no mishap, no misstep. This is all by divine design so that we are made more and more and more like the shepherd of the sheep. The shepherd that we hear and heed, the shepherd that we follow through every single not fair, the shepherd that we see as our example. Oh, he is an example. All right. This shepherd 
is no stranger when it comes to suffering than not fair. Been there, done that, that's how our shepherd talks. I mean, good shepherd Jesus, he knows what it's like to be used and abused and misused for doing the good, for doing what's right, for doing what's pleasing to the Father. I mean, he is the greatest abused, used, misused person in the history of the world. You heard, Petey, Christ also <coughs> suffered for you. He suffered for us. The not fair that, you know, we suffer is a crumb compared to the cosmic not fair that our shepherd shouldered and suffered for you and for me. Good Shepherd Jesus suffered willingly the greatest not fair so that we, so that we can respond graciously when we suffer unjustly. And he suffered that greatest not fair where? The tree of Calvary. Dear friends, Petey, uh, he spills the beans. I mean, you already know this, though. Our shepherd has a perfect record. 1 Peter 2, verses 22 and 23. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. Perfection is something we can't achieve, attain, accomplish, but J -J 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 Jesus is living, breathing, walking, talking, flesh and blood perfection. No sin of his own whatsoever. Perfect baby, perfect child, perfect teenager, perfect adult. All that Jesus did, all that he does, is out of perfect love for his Father. Out of perfect love for this fallen creation. And what thanks did Jesus get for doing only good? What thanks did he get for comforting and consoling the crying, for feeding hungry, hungry people, for cleansing lepers, for healing the sick, for casting out demons, for raising the dead? Nothing but ingratitude, insults, injustice. Stabbed in the back, thrown under the bus, abandoned by his own. Arrested for crimes he did not commit. Tr tried and sentenced to die. For, you know, just, just speaking the truth about himself. Who he is, saying, I am God, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with you, God for you, God on your side. Railed and nailed by the Romans who saw crucifixion as a good old entertainment. Sneered and jeered by the Golgotha gawkers. Ridiculed, made fun of by the men nailed to the wooden beams with him. In all of this, not fair. No whipping out the angelic army card, wiping out the opposition. In all of this, not fair. 
No wielding his tongue like a sword, slicing and dicing, name-calling, cursing, condemning. In all of this, not fair. Not wishing hurt or harm or hell on anyone. In all of this, not fair. No walking away. Only, only, only walking, walking, walking. The, the, the way. The way of selflessness. The way of sacrificial love. The way of putting others first. The way of humble, joyful obedience to the Father. The way of the cross. The way of the shepherd laying down his life for the sins of the sheepies. Sheepy you! Sheepy me. You heard Petey. 1 Peter 2.24 He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Our suffering, the sheepy's suffering, not saving. We get that. We get that. The shepherd's suffering, though, ever so saving. All of the insults ingratitude, injustice that we suffer from others and that others suffer from us, saddled, saddled on the shepherd, shouldered by him as he stapled to that cursed stake. The one who committed no sin carries all of our sin. The one who knew no sin becomes our sin. He zips his lips. He's silent. Even though he could defend himself, he doesn't. The silence is noted by the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Unlike the sheep who has no clue what's coming for him <coughs> by that butcher at Meyer. Jesus, he knows. He knows what's coming with that slaughterhouse of the cross. And yet, he opens not his mouth. He remains silent. There is no, not fair from Jesus, he owns our sin all the way to death. Death on this tree at Calvary getting roasted in the flames of the Father's fury. This is what we deserve. But our Jesus loves us so much that he takes what we deserve so that he can say with such delight, it is finished. It's finished. Paid in full. All of our sin, paid in full. Your sin forgiven, my sin forgiven. Justice served. There is now no more time that we got to do for our crime. Good Friday is good enough. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The Father who judges justly has raised his son. He raised him. He raised his son, the shepherd of your soul and mine, making it crystal clear that his sacrifice is salvationly enough for the sheepies. For sheepy you and sheepy me.
this sacrifice isn't just salvationly enough, but this sacrifice actually slays sin. Sin dead. No longer are we held captive by those chains, those chains of sin, those shackles of sin, and all that comes with it, you know, the really putrid, spoiled, rotten fruit. Bye-bye, bye-bye to bad-mouthing, backhanding, strong-arming, two-facing. We are now set free, set free by the blood of the Lamb to begin, to begin, to begin living a whole new life. This life of righteousness, the life of doing what's right, doing what's good, doing what's pleasing to the Father. Especially when bombarded with one not fair after another. What does this life even look like? Well, remember what P.D. says, uh, Good Shepherd Jesus is our example. He's our example. When Good Shepherd Jesus faced the cosmic not fair on his way to the cross, he did so with patience. Patience by praying to the Father that he would pardon the persecutors by proclaiming peace to those who made fun of him by pouring out blessings upon blessings on those who cursed him, condemned him, killed him. Dear friends, my fellow sheepies, when we find ourselves crying out, not fair, let's, uh, let's be the sheepies we hear in our gospel reading. John 10, 3. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. We're branded. We're branded. Branded with the letters J, C, on our heads and hearts in the waters of holy baptism. We aren't just anyone's sheepies. We are sheepies of J.C. Jesus is the good shepherd, your good shepherd and mine, who calls us each by name. He knows your name. He knows your name. He calls you by name. So let's follow this good shepherd. We can and we do, as Psalm 23 reminds us. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, this word path means a well-worn wagon track. That's what, that's, that's what the word means in Hebrew, a well-worn wagon track. Jesus, the good, 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 good shepherd, goes through Golgotha, through the grave, onward and upward into glory, so that he could carve out deep grooves in the ground to keep us on track all the way home, all the way to the Father's home. Because we are in the groove and on the move with Good Shepherd Jesus, we now do as the shepherd does, graciously responding to all the not fair with patience. With patience. By praying, not prodding and plotting. By proclaiming peace, 
not paybacks. By pouring out blessings upon blessings, not curses. This is a positive retaliation where we return evil with good. In this positive retaliation, is what the shepherds, sheepies, do. Now please don't think that our shepherd ignores or just turns a blind eye to all the pain that we have from suffering for doing what's good, what's right, what's pleasing to the Father. You're not going to hear the shepherd say, you know, just grin it and bear it. Toughen up, buttercup. We're not going to hear that from you, good shepherd Jesus. The suffering, dear friends, that we endure from the not fair, it does wound you and me. But good shepherd Jesus shares his wounds with us at this table that heal eternally. The wounds of the shepherd work wonders for us, wounded sheepies. As Petey tells us, 1 Peter 2, 24 and 25, By his wounds you have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Now we don't just you know, close our eyes and picture these wounds, imagine these wounds, think about them. Pastor Petey is not giving us some you know, mental exercise to do. He's not doing that. We have something way better. You know what Psalm 23 says. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. In the midst of all the not fair, we wine and dine on the wounds of our shepherd over there. Right there. Our shepherd actually puts his wounds on the menu and uh, in our mouths. He stuffs us full of his wounds, his wounds that heal now, today. His body that's here in the bread, broken and eaten, will make these broken, bloodied, bruised bodies whole in that last day resurrection. Alleluia. His blood that we suck in this cup begins to stitch up all those deep cuts from all that tears us up and tears us up. My fellow sheepies, healing begins now. Today. The not fairs are only for a while. They can't last. They won't last. Good Shepherd Jesus won't let that happen. Good Shepherd Jesus is here with us at 303 Ruth Street, here at GLC, with his wounds. His wounds that will comfort and carry us through all the not fair wounds. And even through our tombs, onward and upward into the Father's mansion rooms, we are on the move and in the groove with Good Shepherd Jesus.
We are right on track. We are right where we need to be. So dear friends, my fellow sheepies, let's not stray, but stay with our good shepherd Jesus, who endured the greatest not fair, so that we now can graciously endure every not fair with his patience, with his love, and with his tender care. Happy Shepherd Sunday. <coughs> Let us ever walk with Jesus, follow his example, pure. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen. <laughs>